All right. <clears throat> shalom, 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 family. Hello. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good night. Good day, family. Great day. Welcome back again. Thanks for joining us here on the Daily Bread Podcast, where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. And uh, the Daily Bread Podcast is presented to you guys by Living for Yahuwah Ministries. Um, I'm your host and your brother, Daliyahu Yasharal. And uh, this is what we this is what we do. This is what we're here for to read another chapter. And uh, yes, so thank you guys for joining us again. That's what the ministry is all about. Living for Yahuwah Ministries. We're here to promote, proclaim. Share the word of the Most High, and uh, that's why we're reading it daily uh, to again proclaim His word to all that's looking for, all that's seeking for the Most High, all those who are thirsty for living water. So it's our pleasure to be here and uh, present to you the word of Yahuwah. So thanks for joining us, family. We honestly, truly appreciate you guys. So, um, yes, family. So we had to read another chapter today. We are continuing in the scroll of Uyakura, commonly called Leviticus, and we'll be reading chapter 9 today. Um, we're looking forward to it. Know we're going to be enlightened, so we're going to get right to it. Um, but before we get into the word, we're going to open up with a short recap, and then we'll enter into prayer. So we clear our hearts, clear our minds, and then we will get into chapter 9. And uh, that's the plan, family. So I hope you guys understand that and uh, want to get started. Okay, so the recap um, for those of you who are maybe who may be new, maybe joining us, uh, we understand that the Bible can be um, a little bit, um, I don't want to say confusing, but depending on which translation you have or. Um, which book you open up, where do you open up in the scriptures, it may be, um, you may need some interpretation, you may need somebody to uh, help you understand what exactly is going on, so um, that's the exact reason why we're here, no fear, um, the point is family, that right now we're in the book of Uyakura, commonly called Leviticus, it is the third book in the scriptures in chronological order, and uh, the third book of the Torah. So we already previously read the book of Genesis, which is uh, also known as Bereshit. And that is the first book, the beginning. So to talk about that briefly, you need to understand that that is the book that contains the story of creation and how everything started. Remember, Yahuwah made everything in the heavens and earth in six days and he rested on the seventh day. So that's a very important um, pattern we still follow today. And after creation... And uh, after the whole garden incident, which is uh, very infamous, we all know that. After that, we see Yahuwah searching for righteous people on the earth diligently. He coming to these people. He making covenants with them. He delivering them from danger, from disaster, from evil. So we have people like Noah who was found righteous in the sight of Elohim. Made a, Yahuwah made a covenant with him and he was delivered from wickedness, from evil, from danger. Same thing with Abraham. who was a righteous individual. Yahuwah came to him, made a covenant with him, delivered him from righteousness, from judgment, from evil, from harm, hurt, and danger. Okay, so that's the um, basically understanding the Genesis. 
because it's one family from Adam to Noah to Abraham, one group of people that a particular bloodline of people out of the many that came out of earth um, that he has chosen to make a covenant with. And uh, that is what happened. A part of Abraham's covenant was concerning travel. He had to leave the place where he was at um, as a part of his promise, the Most High's promise to him. So Genesis is basically about the sojourners and travels of the family of Abraham, Abraham's children. Um, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jacob became Israel, Yasharal, and he had 12 sons or the 12 tribes of Yasharal. And the book of Genesis ends with them um, going down into Egypt. And uh, that's where the book of Exodus begins with this family of uh, Yasharal. And fortunately, they went down into Egypt as a pretext to avoid starvation and famine. But the way how Yahuwah had it turn out, it was us entering into bondage in the trap. And uh, it became harsh slavery, bitter punishment. Uh, and uh, again, well, what we see is uh, Yahuwah finding righteous individuals from that bloodline. Abraham's children, Yasharal's children, the sons of Israel, and he raised up the man Moses, and he brought him into the wilderness in solidarity by itself, and he made a covenant with him and told him, the place where you're standing, you're going to bring them people back and worship me here, and uh, sure enough, that's why we still read about Yahuwah, because sure enough, it happened, and he went to Pharaoh, and he told Pharaoh straight up, let my people go, Pharaoh, so, uh, you know, Pharaoh is no longer with us. Pharaoh is at the bottom of the Red Ocean, Red Sea, or Yam Suf. And um, so, needless to say, you will fulfill that promise. So, the book of Exodus, um, I'm speaking of, it's infamous, very famous book. Again, it started out with us in slavery. We ended that book, though, on that mountain. We're speaking about receiving the commands of Elohim and getting his Ten Commandments and uh, really starting to understand what he required of. Not just this family of people, but all mankind. So that was the difference in Moses because Moses got the clear, unadulterated word from Yahuwah himself of what he requires of mankind to be righteous or not. And family, this is the pretext for everything else we're going to read. If you don't understand righteousness, if you don't understand um, doing good versus doing evil or doing wickedness or iniquity or sin, then um, you may be in the wrong place. You just may be. So the book of Exodus is very infamous and we encourage you guys to go back and check out all these things because again, the first five books is commonly referred to in the history of the Hebrew people as we continue to read and look back on the five books. They refer to it as the Torah of Moses because it's the Torah of Yahuwah that was given to Moses. And that's so important, these first five books, you family, because it comprises what we know as the Torah or the law or the instructions. And everything else we're going to read later on in the book is based on this. You can't read, open up Revelation and read about the Mashiach words or read the New Testament about the coming of Mashiach and not understand the judgment the people were being judged by if you don't understand the Torah. You're not going to understand the Pharisees. You're not going to understand Revelation and the judgment that's coming on the wicked places. So the Torah is so important. I'm honored to be walking you through the Torah. Um, yeah, me personally, I'm a avid reader and studier of the scriptures and uh, I've been walking this scriptures out as a lifestyle and culture since 2011 and so I've read the scriptures completely uh, and the extra biblical books, the pseudographical books um, ad nauseum over seven times you know, at least the whole scriptures through and through so 
not to brag, but it is important because what I've noticed is few people, very one one percent of the population, have ever read the scriptures in totality. But it's something that everybody will um, freely give their opinion on. So uh, it's very important for us to have a foundation that's solid, understanding Torah. So that was the recap, family. I'm just talking about why it's important to understand the Torah, what's going on, because we are knee deep in it and we are in the heart of the Torah right now in the book of Leviticus, where we're picking up at. So we just encourage you guys to uh, listen to the today's episode. And if you unclear about anything, feel free to go back and, um, you know, listen from the beginning or listen to whichever book you it interests you or you desire to study. So that's the recap, family. Thanks for bearing with me with that. Um, let's um, change quickly. Uh, convert, switch over, and get our minds ready for prayer. Again, it's so exciting talking about prayer after doing the recap because the same mighty one that came to Moses and Abraham and Noah, or Noah, same one that talked to Adam, that created Adam. That's who we get to pray to. So uh, lay it all out there, family. Whatever you got to say to him, uh, it's a great time to do it. So I'm going to just open up in prayer, lead us in prayer. But you can feel comfortable pausing this and stay in prayer as long as you feel comfortable. And uh, it's always good to spend time with the Most High in solidarity. Maybe some uh, refreshing, um, you know, piano playing, some string instruments playing, some melodious music. And just go into prayer, just uh, spend time with your own thoughts. So that's always very comfortable, and uh, we encourage that. And meditation and prayer, uh, very synonymous. So uh, we're gonna pray right now, as per the Hebrew custom. We're gonna stand up, and we will face the direction of Jerusalem. We're gonna lift our hands, and we're gonna open our palms. Okay, and. Uh, so more instruction about how we pray in the Hebrew culture. It can be found in various places in the scripture. But uh, specifically, 1 Kings chapter 8, it gives us, um, goes into great detail about why we pray the way we do. So I encourage you guys to read that. So, uh, But at this moment, let's make supplication to Elohim. And it go like this, family. Baruch Atayahuah. Bless are you, Yahuwah. Alahinu, our mighty one. Hamalak Ulan, the king of the ages. The universe, eternity, Ulan, the king of the ages. Hamalak Ulan. Our Father who is in the heavens, permit your name, your set apart name, Yahuwah, to permit your name to be set apart. Yahuwah. Hallelujah. Permit your name to be set apart. Permit your reign to come, or permit your kingdom to come, and permit your desire to be done on earth. As we know it is done in Shamim or heaven. You will we come before you today, humble as we know how, beseeching you, asking that you give us this day our daily bread. Sustain us like only you can, you We ask that you forgive us for our sins, our transgressions, our iniquity, the sins, transgression, and iniquity of our current family, of our forefathers. We ask for forgiveness for not only ourselves, but our household, our families, and our forefathers, everything around us, and everybody that's relevant to everything that's inside our gates, we ask for forgiveness for our whole family, our lineage, for everything done against you, you. Oh man, we ask for forgiveness from you as we forgive our dead oars, and as we forgive each other, 
And as we forgive those who trespass against us, in the same breath, you will, we ask you forgive us. And also we ask that you, most importantly, allow us not to be led into trial, you will. We know that you are sovereign of the ages, that you are the judge of the earth and our lawgiver, and that you test the spirits, you test the heart, you will. We ask that you would not be, you allow us not to be led into trial. Don't give us over into trial. Give us over to the hand of the enemy. Just ask that you uh, save us, continue to save us and deliver us, Yahuwah, from everything, all the wickedness, all the, uh, the snares and the traps and the pits that have been laid for us. Only you can deliver us. So we have to be delivered like only you can. So Yahuwah, these things and more we pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign, Yahusha. We also, while we're in prayer, we want to pray for all your servants, all the scattered tribes, all your people. Those far and those near, everybody who thinking upon your name, thinking upon doing your will, thinking to do good, they thinking of you. We just ask you continue to encamp your Malakim around your people, your your your, your angels, your messengers, your uh, Caribbean, your defenders. Continue to camp around us, guard us, guard our steps. You will guard our family, guard our gates, guard your servants. You will uh, continue to help us guard our hearts, guard our minds, and keep us focused on you. Um, we just ask that you continue to strengthen us, encourage us as we continue to do your will and we continue on the path of righteousness for your name's sake. So again, these things and more we pray in the name of our Mashiach, anointed priest, and our sovereign, King, Yahusha, Halal Yahuwah, which means praise Yahuwah, Tudah Yahuwah, which means thank Yahuwah, Yabarakat Yahuwah, which means bless Yahuwah. Aman, which means so be it. Hallelujah. Yeah, man. So, as you can see, we up, we here, and we thankful to be alive, man. So, all praise to you all for another day. Now, without further delay, we want to get into the chapter, the word of Yahuwah, Uyakara, Leviticus chapter 9. And let's see what the word can show us today. Let's focus in on the family. Chapter 9, verse 1. And on the eighth day, it came to be that Moshe called Aharon and his elders and his sons and the elders of Yeshua. And he said to Aharon, Take for yourself a young bull as a sin offering and a ram as an ascending offering, a perfect one, and bring them before Yahuwah. Man, our people been killing some animals, ain't it? Amazing. Verse 3, and speak to the children of Yashrael, saying, Take a male goat as a sin offering, and a calf as a, and a lamb, both a year old, perfect ones as an ascending offering, and a bull and a ram as peace offering, to slaughter before Yahuwah, and a grain offering mixed with oil. For today Yahuwah will appear to you. Hallelujah. That's what we read in the scriptures for. For that one day, Yahuwah will say, Get ready. I'm coming to see you. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, Yahuwah going to appear to you. I think that's the title. Yahuwah will appear to you. Verse 5. And they took what Moshe commanded before the tent of appointment, and all the congregation drew near and stood before Yahuwah. And Moshe said, or Masha, this is the word of Yahuwah. This is the word which Yahuwah commanded you to do. So that the esteem of Yahuwah appears to you. Hallelujah. So you got to notice this. 
Verse 4 say, Today Yahuwah will appear to you. Verse 5 say, or verse 6 says, The esteem or the heaviness of Yahuwah will appear to you. So we have to reckon, as we read the Torah, this age-old document, what is happening. Is Yahuwah, the Father, coming down? Is his esteem coming down? His messenger, the one who walks for him, coming down? Is it the Father? Is it the Son? Remember, Yahuwah is one. So we have to reckon it. Because in another place, the Son say nobody has ever seen the Father. So who is it? Who has gone up and who is coming down, family? Who is it that's coming down? Things we've got to ask ourselves. Verse 6. This is the word which Yahuwah commanded you to do so that the esteem, the heaviness of Yahuwah appears to you. Verse 7. Masha said to Aharon, Go to the slaughter place, commonly called altar, prepare your sin offering and your ascending offering, and make atonement for yourself and for the people, and make the offering of the people, and make atonement for them, as Yahuwah has commanded. And all these things are very important. That's why we have to read them, family. For example, he telling him to prepare himself, go to the slaughtering place, and prepare the offering. That's why we spoke about the offering, because it's not possible for Yahuwah to just come down into our presence. Obviously, he could do what he will, but that's not the protocol. That's not the way he set it up. We have to prepare the place, and the offering was a necessary thing. So it's very interesting to just see just how... For us, it's like we killing the animal. For it's not so because it's like we offering it up to the, the one who made it, and uh, it's a uh, something that set the presence, the ambience, the environment to remove the sin, expatiate, cover for their sin, make them perfectly clean so that they can be in His presence. So, again, all these things are um, like standard operating procedure protocols of righteousness that our forefathers knew that we're not so familiar with today, but we have to take note of. So I'm just highlighting it. Because he didn't just come in their presence. They had to, they were required to do some things like clean themselves up and uh, prepare an offering. So these things we have to notice. Okay. Verse 7. And Masha and Aharon go to the starting place, prepare the sin offering and the ascending offering. Make atonement for yourself and for the people. Notice that. And make the offering of the people and the atonement for them as you has commanded. Had to be done. Verse 8. So Aharon came near to the slaughter place and slew the calf of the sin offering which was for himself. And the sons of Aharon brought the blood to him and he dipped his finger in the blood and put it on the horns of the slaughter place and poured the blood at the base of the slaughter place. Verse 10. And the fat and the kidneys and the appendage of the liver of the sin offering he burnt on the slaughter place as Jehovah had commanded Moshe. And the flesh and the skin he burnt with fire outside the camp and he slew the ascending offering and the sons of Aharon presented to him the blood which he sprinkled on the slaughter place all around and they presented the ascending offering to him with his pieces and head and he burnt them on the slaughter place and he washed the entrails and the legs and burnt them with the ascending offering on the slaughter place and he brought the people's offering and took the goat which was the sin offering for the people and slew it and made a sin offering like the first one. So if you know this family. I'm pausing on verse 16. We, as we about to read verse 16. If you know this. Everything that it just specifically said that he did. Was what we just read in the first couple chapters of. Uyakarai or Leviticus. That is spelled out how to make the offerings. Now it's actually reiterating. And showing him doing the exact steps. 
So Leviticus is the book of the priests. As we see, they initiate the priesthood and they initiate in the temple these offerings being done. So it's just very important to take note what's going on in this book in case you never read it, in case you don't understand it. This wasn't happening in the book of Genesis or Barashit. This wasn't happening in the Exodus. We were fleeing and in haste in the book of Exodus. So now we got the tenant meeting. He teaching us how to operate it. We got the priests. We anointed them. We anointed all the furniture. We made all the furniture. We got donations for everything. We set it up. The gold manure, the gold table. Now it's time to let the music play. The animals being killed. And what is the bottom line? We gonna meet our maker. That's the bottom line, family. If you don't understand life, just know when you die, or if you if you lucky enough to live, the day of Mashiach is coming. The whole point of everything is for us to meet our maker. Family. No one this is the thing school don't teach us. A lot of people don't know what they're living for. You living to meet them. So you want to live every day like you go meet them and you want to live every day in righteousness. That's the point. The whole chapter, this whole chapter is about meeting our maker. So it's very interesting that people did it and lived. Like our people are the only people. So we wondering what's so special about the Hebrew people? They saw Allahim and they ain't die. So, um, just so you understand, I want to just highlight what's happening so we clearly understand, like, what is this chapter about? They're preparing. They're slaughtering places, cleaning, making atonement for themselves. Even if they didn't sin, maybe they clean already. But it still has to be done. Make atonement for the people. To make sure we safi sana, clean, kapisa. And then he going to come. Trust him. Trust the process. That's what they say, right? Trust the process. Let's do that. Let's trust the process. And he brought the ascending offering and made it according to the right ruling. What's the right ruling? That's what we just read. So, again, it's important to understand Torah. What is Torah? Torah is these very instructions we read. That is the right ruling, family. Verse 17. He also brought the grain offering. Okay, we read about that. And filled his hand with it and burnt it on the slaughtering place, commonly called altar. Besides the ascending offering of the morning. So they had that morning offering going up, the regular one that go up every day. Then he brought a couple extra offerings. Okay, verse 18. And he slew the bull and the ram as a slaughtering of peace offering. As a slaughtering of peace. Quote, unquote, the peace offering. Which were for the people. And Aharon's sons presented to him the blood which he sprinkled on the slaughter place all around. And the fat from the bull and the ram. And, and the fat tail. And the covering, and the kidneys, and the appendage on the liver. And they placed the fat on the breast, and he burnt the fat on the slaughter place. But the breast and the right thigh Aharon waved as a wave offering before Yahuwah as Mashiach had commanded. Aharon then lifted up his hand toward the people and blessed them. Hallelujah. Let me read it again. And Aharon then lifted up his hand toward the people and blessed them. And came down from making the sin offering, and the ascending offering, and the peace offering. And Moshe and Aharon went into the tent of appointment, and came out, and Baruch the people. They blessed the people. And the esteem of Yahuwah appeared to all the people. Hallelujah. The esteem of Yahuwah appeared. And fire came out from before Yahuwah. And consumed the ascending offering and the fat on the slaughter place. 
And all the people saw and cried aloud and fell on their face. Hallelujah. Man, was that not an exciting chapter? God. Wow. Wow. It's like, I'm even reading it. I'm, I'm in their shoes. I'm feeling it, family. I hope y'all feeling it, man. I hope you're feeling it. I hope you know your purpose. I hope something is more clear for you today. I hope that you walk away with more clarity from this. This one chapter, I hope you walk away with more clarity. I hope you living your life every day preparing to see him. I'm going to read verse 24 again. Fire came out from before you, and consumed the ascending offering and the fat on the slaughter place. And all the people saw and cried aloud and fell on their faces. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you already know, family. We only here to read one chapter. And as good as the chapter was, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. Let's get to the next chapter. Um, so, man, so we set our day up, family. We read, and we got our mind fixed on Yahuwah. And I'm sure he got his mind on us. So, um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for reading with us. That was chapter 9, family. And uh, we waiting to see Yahuwah. We waiting for him to appear. We still waiting. And that's the thing about the Torah. It's secular. It never, it's never old. It's never done away with because we still waiting. So, with that said, I, I think I've said enough. Um, let's ponder on the word of Yahuwah. Let's dwell on that. Let our hearts dwell on Him. And that's the point. So, uh, thank you guys for reading with us. Thank you for joining us. We ask that you please follow the podcast so you notify every time we drop and upload a new episode, uh, another chapter. Um, interact with us in the question and answer. Let us know what you think about the episode. If this was the best one yet, let us know. If you have any questions, uh, have you ever had any experiences? Have you ever felt like you've seen you? Any dreams? Any whispering in your ear? Any visions? Tell us about it. This is the thing we want to talk about because we family. So interact with us in the question and answer segment. Uh, feel free to follow us on social media. And if you feel led to support the ministry, we have a Patreon. You uh, you, feel, you feel free to donate, man. All praise to you. Um, he loves a trip for giver. We have to set up community family. We have to have that community platform for each other. We have to have the means to help each other. Um, yeah, we're doing a lot of things here as a ministry. Daily Bread being one of them. Um, we continuing to plant our flag here in East Africa. And we want to continue to provide ministerial service. So... We need a congregation. We need ministry. A lot of people don't know the name of Yahuwah. We need to continue making lessons, teaching videos about the name of Yahuwah, his esteem. We need to continue immersing our people. We need to continue gathering our people. So the work is plenty, family, but the, the laborers are few, truly. So if you feel led to support, we ask that you do. It, it's a great uh, idea, great concept. The giving is for Allahim. Uh, read chapter, Exodus chapter 25. We see that. Anything we did as a people, we did together as one body, one mind, and everybody gave. And uh, that makes everything easy. Uh, it really does. So, you have any questions, comments, reach out to us. We're here, family. We're here for you. And uh, as you who is people, as you who is servants, we are one. So, thank you guys for joining us. Look forward to seeing you guys in the next chapter. Until then, we say, Shalom, Shalom, family. Shalom.